0: What's good, everybody? I am C Money, and this is the Victorious Sports Podcast. And today, we're going to be talking about Starcade that happened this past Friday. Yes, you heard it right. Starcade was live after 17 years. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about the history of Starcade, uh, the women's tag team championship match, and the feud between Rusev, Lana, and Bobby Lashley all on this edition of the Victorious Sports Podcast. Hey everybody, it's your boy C-Money, and uh, I just wanted to get this episode of the Victorious Sports Podcast started off with uh, just me uh, apologizing a little bit. Um, I've been absent from the podcast game for the last, it'll be going on three weeks now, and to be... Totally honest with everybody, um, I've been having some mental health issues, and I've been talking to people about it, and you know, just trying to go ahead and and get myself together. I, I've been in a, a bit of a funk mentally over the last couple years, um, and it's it's really starting to hit hard uh, with. Just stress coming uh at every angle for me, and just a lot of pressure, not in terms of my life of streaming or podcasting, but personal life and uh I've had a lot of people to talk talk to about it with um and and shout out to everyone that listened to me um about how I felt just because it's uh it's a big hump really for me to get over and I don't know if I ever will get over it to be totally honest with you um it just feels like a th- it's so many things going on my head like a million miles per second and it's it's hard to contain and um I've had a few breaking points especially over the last 2 weeks where I am not there all the way mentally in terms of how I'm thinking and my creative process, my personal life, my relationships with friends, family, and loved ones. Um, And it's it's not really tough for me to talk about, but I don't like talking about it because I know everyone has their own problems. So I don't want to go around blasting about how I feel because I know I'm not the only one that goes through things like this. And, um, it's tough at times to talk about when I'm not trying to open up just because I don't want to make it feel like a sob story and, oh, woe is me and feel sorry for me. Um, I don't take any medication for what I go through. I, a lot of, honestly, I don't think anyone in my family knows this is the first time I'm speaking about it publicly, um, but it's been something i've been dealing with for the last 12 years and it's um it's a battle every day and i appreciate everyone that talks to me and walks me through just how to get through day by day because it's just it's hard it's hard honestly I don't know how to explain it. It's just these anxious feelings I get, and sometimes I can't control them, and when I can't control them, um, I break down. But I've been trying to bounce back, and uh, here I am. It's been three weeks. Uh, I feel much better than I have over the last couple weeks, Uh, but I think... Things are starting to get put in perspective in terms of what's causing my stress, what makes me anxious and makes my anxiety go high, and what gives me bliss and what makes me happy to try and overcome all that stuff. But again, thank you to everyone who has helped me, who's talked to me, and just gives me the time of the day. I really appreciate you all. Uh, Thank you all and love you all for that. Moving on, we are here to talk about Starcade. Yes, wrestling fans, you have heard this right. Starcade was live this past Friday after 17 years of it being live. Now, it has come back. I believe Dusty brought it, Dusty Rhodes, when I mean Dusty. For all you wrestling fans, Dusty Rose, I believe, had brought this back in 2017. So it's uh it's cool to finally see it live, which is awesome. And uh the segment one opened up with Kevin Owens opening the show, welcoming everyone to his segment, the Kevin Owens show. And he had Ric Flair, the Nature Boy, who actually I think they had said Nature. Came out and he had, he had said Nate's main evented nine out of. I gosh, um, I can't remember how many starcades it was, but 17, I suppose. Um, but he main evented the first nine starcades, which is incredible and a feat of its own. I mean, that just adds on to his resume of of greatest of all time and putting him on that Mount Rushmore now of course depending on what year you were born and the generation of wrestling that you are watching me I was born in 87 so I got to see that 90s 2000s and uh millennial um Gen X wrestling that we're in right now where to me I mean I'm here in Washington DC um Born in Washington, D.C. I'm in Maryland. I live in Maryland now. Uh, shout out to the DMV. Shout out to Maryland, D.C., Virginia, Silver Spring, Falls Church, Arlington, Germantown, Gaithersburg, Silver Spring, Lynchburg, Virginia, um, Laurel, PG County, everybody. Shout out to the whole DMV. I love all y'all. You know, There's so many creative people that are here, um, and they help me push me what I do, but uh, being – in the DMV, and me growing up, there was a lot of WCW. Um, we're in that mid-Atlantic territory, so my first memory of wrestling was—I um, mean, I was two years old. I remember being at a show. I remember how loud it was. I remember the lights. I don't remember the match. My mom had given me a card, but uh, which is pretty cool seeing the matches that were at that show. But I remember watching a lot of WWF at the time, World Wrestling Federation. Uh, I remember watching not so much of WWF in terms of TV until I was maybe, gosh, seven or eight. Because I remember seeing more WCW on TV. I remember watching The Great Muda, uh, Sting, Lex Luger. Uh, Ric Flair. Uh, that's what my memories of growing up uh, on TV before there was the Monday Night Wars and ECW and SmackDown and so on. Um, and it was it's wild to think about how long it's been since there was a Starcade and the Nate Ric Flair who was just talking about Starcade um and how memorable it was for him and how grateful he is to see all these guys and girls that are backstage that are going to be on the show tonight and how he wanted to be the best when he was 33 or 34 years old. He said the only thing that was on his mind was being the best wrestler in the world. And these 30 kids, guys, girls that are backstage, they also just want to be the best at what they do. And you can't blame them for that. Um, as Nate is talking about his history with the Starcade, the O.C.'s music hits. And uh, actually, let me go back. Uh, Kevin Owens said, hey, Nate, let's go ahead and do a woo chant on three on me. And as they're counting down, he wants to do a woo chant with the fans. The O.C.'s music hits and they interrupt Nate talking about Starcade and Kevin Owens and as they're walking towards the ring and they're talking trash about Starcade and the Natch, the Street Profits music hits. The Street Profits come out and you know, as a wrestling fan, Nate loves the Party Boys and the Party Boys love the N.H. And the Street Profits stuck up for Ric Flair and Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens has said, hey, let me jump out of the ring. I'm going to go ahead and stand out here while you guys do a little ass kicking. I'm just going to eat some popcorn. Nate said, hey, me too. I'm going to hop outside and watch from outside the ring. And so, therefore, that sets us up with our first match for Starcade 2019. That is the Street Profits, Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford versus Carl Anderson and the big LG, Luke Gallows. Um, The Street Profits, uh, Angelo Dawkins hits... um, I believe it was Carl Anderson with a spine buster. And then Montez Ford goes to the top rope and follows that up with a frog splash for the pin and the win. Um, And then after that, they invite Nate back into the ring. Montez Ford hits the ropes, does an elbow drop, hits the ropes again, does the knee drop like Natch. Then he's doing Natch's strut. Natch does his strut. And they're all wooing. It was fantastic. Um, the only downside to this segment to me was Nature's was, segment wasn't too long. And I feel like there should have been some sort of tribute video of Starcade and like how its fruition was. Uh, or even bringing out one of the guys that Nature feuded with. I mean, he mentioned Sting a lot and they never showed Sting, not a picture or a video or anything. He didn't come out. Uh, and, you know, he's had legendary matches with Sting and Vader and Luger and uh, and so on. There's so many different guys. Um, and they didn't bring anyone out, which is kind of disappointing. There was no tribute video. There was no nothing to really understand why this was a big thing, except for him kind of mentioning Dusty Rhodes and how it was Dusty's idea of Starcade and how it all got started, but... Or really, Dusty's idea of Starcade, but not really like a tribute. And for these young kids that are at the show, they have no idea what Starcade is. This is just a, a another another match, another show for them. And it didn't seem like they really put so much thought into it, minus bringing in Ric Flair for the ten minutes that he was there for it. And it was kind of disappointing as a kid that grew up. Born in the '80s, grew up in the '90s, and really got to watch a lot of the Starcade shows. My biggest memory was, you know, me being in the DMV. Like I said, there was a Starcade where it was Sting versus Goldberg, and it was at the Verizon Center, and that was a big main event. I think I was in seventh or eighth grade. It was awesome. Super jealous. My boy Joey went to the show. Shout out to my boy Joey Spano. Um, but there was nothing, and I was so disappointed. It was just like. For these kids that have never seen this, why the hell should they even care? Why should they watch? I mean, it almost felt like a glorified 205 Live, to be totally honest with you. Uh, that was really the only thing I was disappointed in. It's like, why didn't they set this up? Like, why even use the name Starcade? Is it only because we're in December? I mean, you could have literally called this show anything else. You could have named it the December Super Show. I mean, it could have been anything. But, I mean, I think it was disappointing that they didn't... Bring in past stars from Starcade events and really showcase them. Moving on. Segment Dose. Sasha Banks and Bailey are backstage talking about how they're ready to have their match for the Women's Tag Team Championships. And they're going to be double champs. And they're ready to get out of this low-rate town according to Sasha Banks and Bayley um, and make that double money since they're going to be double champs moving along after that our segment three we have mind you let me go back before we jump into this match I don't know what it is about Bailey, but Bailey, when you have her next to Sasha Banks and I know we've heard so many people talk about this before she does not come off as a villain Yes, her hair is different, and it's darker and shorter, and her music is different, and she's not wearing sparkly stuff, and there's no Bailey buddies, but at the same time, she next to Sasha Banks, who's a real, and don't get me wrong when I say this, but a real bad bitch, okay? Like, she can act like she's bad, like she's a villain, like she's a tough girl, but when you have Bailey next to her, Bailey comes off as like a try hard almost and not even a try hard, like not even a good try hard. Like, it's not even like she is trying. It's just, she's so unbelievable. It It's baffling to me why they would pair her. Maybe they could pair her with like Nikki cross and, well, I guess they can't pair her with Nikki and, um, and Alexa bliss because they're, they're, they're baby faces right now. But like, even like maybe Alexa Bliss they could pair her with and that would give her a little bit more of a bad girl rub. But Sasha is just such a bad girl. It outweighs literally everything that that's, Bailey tries to do that's bad. It just makes no sense to me. Anyway, that's my gripe about it. I mean, I know everyone else feels the same way. I'm looking at the interwebs. I see uh, Discord and how they are about Bailey's character. Bailey should just be that John Cena character where she just stays face for the rest of her time. Honestly, she's just not a good heel. She's not believable. Can't do it. Anyway, um we're moving on to the match. And we have Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair versus Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss versus Sasha Banks and Bailey. Versus the Kabuki Warriors, your women's tag team champions. Which, mind you, all phenomenal women. Um, all of them can carry this match. I was happy to see all of them. They were fantastic in the match. The match was solid. Um, I think Kyrie Sane showed out. I think Asuka showed out. Uh, Nikki Cross had a lot of good moments. The crowd loves Alexa Bliss. Loves Alexa Bliss. They're just happy to see her back. Um, the man, Becky Lynch is in there. Come on. All I have to say is Becky Lynch. Nuff said. We already know she's a a beast. Um, Charlotte Flair, who is an Amazon and a, a killer in the ring. And then you have the Kabuki Warriors, who are your tag team champions, and I think are probably two of your really good hands that you have that they should take more advantage of. One thing I was confused about is, why have Becky and Charlotte Flair as a team when you have the Iconics. And I don't know if one of them are hurt or not. If they're doing something. But to me the Iconics should be in this match. The Iconics are probably the best thing in tag team. Women's tag team wrestling going today. And for some reason they're not being used. Which is hella confusing to me. Because when I think of women's tag team I don't think of Sasha and Bayley. I definitely don't think of Becky or Charlotte. They're two individual stars. I think the Iconics are what what you brought them up for, for from NXT was this moment. And it's them being the women's tag team champions and running amok in that women's tag team division. And they're just not being used, which is heavily disappointing to me, to be honest. But uh, going back to the match, we have Asuka... Um, German suplexing Becky Lynch. And then Asuka and Kyrie celebrate. Charlotte rolls into the ring and double spears both um, Asuka and Kyrie. Nikki Cross then comes into the ring and jumps on Charlotte's back, but Charlotte kind of like rolls her off her back. Um, and then Charlotte then attempts to uh, spear Nikki Cross. But Nikki moves out of the way, and Charlotte runs shoulder first turn, into the, uh, turn bu- it's in the ring post, and Nikki tries, uh, or Asuka rolls into the ring, and Nikki tries to pin Asuka, but Asuka reverses, puts Nikki Cross into the Oscar lock, and you know what that means. That's all she wrote. Nikki uh, taps out to the Oscar lock, and your winners are the Kabuki Warriors. That's right. Still, your women's tag team champions, and rightfully so. To be honest, I think they're the they're a solid team. If it's not going to be the Iconics, well, then damn it, it should be the Kabuki Warriors. Charlotte's a, f- a star. Uh, Becky's a star. Don't need them as a team. Um, maybe later on when, I guess, when. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. When when Alexa gets her ring rust done or, 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 or worn off a little bit, you know, she she's back maybe after the Royal Rumble or something like that. Maybe they could put the belts on them. Uh, but so then I think they're – I think whoever called this made the right call in terms of keeping the titles on the Kabuki Warriors. Uh, moving along, we have our main event. Um, we have our last man standing match between – Bobby Lashley and Rusev. Now, before we jump into this, Bobby Lashley and uh, Lana make their way to the ring, but Rusev earlier in the day is making his way into the arena. He's got his bags. He's ready to wrestles, ready to go. Um, walking through the back, and uh, I guess there's some fans in the arena, and this one guy's like, "Hey, hey, hey!" Trying to get a picture with Rusev. Rusev's like, "Don't worry, don't worry, man. Let him in. Let him in." The guy comes up to him dressed in like, you know, fan gear and whatnot and hands Rusev a letter and tells Rusev that he has been served. And he was served with a restraining order on Bobby Lashley and Lana. So, therefore, I don't know what kind of match we're going to have if Rusev has a restraining order on him. So, uh, like I said, Lana and Lashley are in the ring and Lana starts by saying she has a hot boyfriend and he is the gift that keeps on giving. And how she found someone who finally appreciates and values her unlike her future ex-husband Rusev and how tonight there will be no last man standing Because Rusev had a restraining order put on him earlier in the day. When he got into the building. So the bad news is, Lana says, Rusev Day is cancelled. That's tough. That is tough. Now, as she says that, the fans are, boo, boo, Rusev Day, Rusev Day, Rusev Day. She's like, nope, no Rusev Day for y'all. So? Kevin Owens comes out and says that we started the show hot with Ric Flair and Kevin Owens during the Kevin Owens show. And it won't end like this. And no one cares about Lana and Bobby Lashley's relationship, which the entire crowd was like, ooh, when Kevin Owens said that, because I think everyone felt that sting to the chest. Um I thought that was hilarious. And uh, she was, Lana was like, hey, no, Bobby, don't listen to Kevin Owens. Ignore him. But Kevin said the only thing people are ignoring is Lana's stupid accent that she had for five years and all of a sudden doesn't have one. Bobby then sticks up for Lana and Bobby says, why don't you come into the ring and get that ass whooping that he was going to give Rusev? Kevin Owens said he will gladly get into the ring to go ahead and face Bobby Lashley because he's not going to let the show in like this. Kevin Owens hits Bobby Lashley with a stunner. Lana climbs into the ring to interrupt. The referees count. Then the referee tries to kick Lana out of the ring. Then Lana goes underneath the ring and grabs a steel chair. You already know what's about to go down. She slides the chair into the ring. Lashley grabs the chair. And before, as he's raising the chair in the air, before he can hit Kevin Owens across the back with the chair, guess who is your boy, Rusev. That's right, Rusev rushes through the crowd and starts brawling with bobby lashley inside the ring outside the ring inside the ring outside the ring and back and forth um and then uh while they're they're brawling on the outside lashley grabs a kendo stick and attempts to hit rusev with it a couple times but rusev grabs it grabs that kendo stick snatches it from Bobby Lashley and starts whooping Bobby Lashley all over Hell's Half Acre with that kendo stick until it breaks over Bobby Lashley's back. Um which was actually uh, was was pretty cool if you uh <laughs> if you ask me. Um and then uh he grabs the steel chair that Lana th- threw into the ring. He gives Bobby Lashley a couple whacks across the back with it and he's starting to pump up the crowd. He's waiting for Lashley to get up, throws the chair at Lashley. Lashley catches it, and then hits Lashley with a machka kick right to the mush of Bobby Lashley. Lashley then rolls out of the ring. The trout is cheering. Lana grabs Lashley, and they're going outside of the, um, uh, of the ramp uh, of the ring, and they start walking up the ramp. Rusev holds the chair and he's celebrating with the fans and then drops the chair <laughs> and then rolls out of the ring and hightails it through the crowd. Because you have to remember he got the restraining order put on him earlier that day, so he's not even supposed to be there. And that was hilarious because his eyes just popped open, like, oh wait, I realize I'm not supposed to be here, drops the chair and runs out into the um into the crowd, and that ends the show. Uh it was more comedy than anything, to be honest with you. By far, the best match was that women's tag team match. That was for sure the highlight of the show. But I really wish there was um there was more uh to that than than there w- than uh than I don't know. I just felt like it was so rushed. I just wish there was more more nostalgia to the show than than they had. Um it was a little bit disappointing. It almost felt like a glorified two oh five live show. I mean, yes, they're in December, so they have the rights to WCW's um pay-per-view. So they just happened to use the name Starcade, but it definitely didn't feel like a Starcade. And that made me disappointed because when I heard that there was a Starcade show, I was like, oh sick. You know, you got Starcade earlier in the day. Later on you have SmackDown that night and nothing. It was just like a blah throwaway show and it really upsets me as a wrestling fan especially as someone who grew up watching Starcade and WCW pay-per-views as a kid and how they just happen to use the name but do nothing with it. Um I mean that's their call whatever. I I guess I don't know. Hit me up, let me know what y'all think uh Victorious Sports podcast on Instagram. Let your boy know. Um you can also hit me up on YouTube. See Money Plays on YouTube. Just look that up. I stream on Twitch, twitch.tv slash July 4 And we can chat about it while I'm streaming. Uh, I was just super upset. I did hear, though, on SmackDown, Daniel Bryan has brought back the Yes Movement. Hell yeah! The Yes Movement's back. I'm excited. Daniel Bryan is a special guy. He's really one of those characters that can play a heel or a face, and you can follow him all the way. And now that he's brought that yes movement back, it looks like he's going to challenge the fiend Bray Wyatt for that WWE championship. And by the way, uh, Bray Wyatt, and this is what's going on the interwebs over the weekend, uh, has a custom championship where it has his face in the middle of the belt plate. Um, And the person who had created it was also the same guy that made his mask, I believe. He's a very famous um, special effects horror, uh, uh, maker. Um, and he had made that title and you can actually buy the belt on the network. It's like $7,000. Uh, and people are like going crazy about that on the, uh, all the IWC, you know what I'm saying? They're going nuts about how expensive that title is. And some people hate it. Some people don't, some love it, some like it, some just don't care at all. But I thought it was pretty neat that, uh, You know, everyone has their own championships. You had the Ultimate Warrior, who changed the stripe colors on his championship belts. He had those sweet, like, neon colors. I think it was, like, orange and green and yellow whenever he would have titles. You had Stone Cold Steve Austin with the Smoking Skull Belt, which I thought was hard as hell. John Cena with the Spinner Belt. Hello? That was cool as hell at the time with the Spinner Belt. Um... And then now you have Bray Wyatt with his own face on the title. Daniel Bryan had his made out of like all recycled material the last time he held the belt. So I mean this isn't the first or going to be the last time we see these custom championships. But it's pretty neat that uh they have these these historical figures in uh and movie and entertainment that are making these championships. Uh so it's pretty cool to see. But again, um I thank y'all for listening to me uh And and really inspire me to keep going. Uh, This means a lot to me. I'm really trying to find more time and be more consistent. I I promise you guys, uh, from here on out, I'm going to be coming out with at least one episode a week of the Victoria Sports Podcast. And it's not just going to be all wrestling. I know I've been speaking a lot about wrestling um, because that's my first love. I mean, it was wrestling and then Washington Redskins football and then basketball for me. So, I mean... It's uh, It's not going to be the only thing I talk about. I definitely will drop in episodes of like how – I'm a Los Angeles Lakers fan. I've been one ever since Shaq left Orlando to go to the Lakers. I just followed Shaq, and Shaq eventually left, and Kobe came in, and I stayed with Kobe. Uh, and I wrote it out, and I'm a Lakers fan for life now. So you're going to hear me talk about basketball. You're going to hear me talk about hockey. I'm a big Caps fan. Uh, my Nationals won the um, – the uh the championship this year the and you're going to hear me talk about more sports than just pro wrestling but uh this is definitely not going to be just a pro wrestling podcast so i'll sprinkle those in every now and then uh whenever i see something that's really cool to talk about my man lamar jackson for instance was the first uh quarterback since 2006 to have A 1,000-yard passing in Russian season. So shout-out to Lamar Jackson of the Baltimore Ravens. But again, thank you all for watching. Thank you all for listening. And thank you all for commenting. You can find your boy on Instagram, Victorious Sports Podcast, for your breaking news sports videos. You can find me on YouTube, youtube youtube.com. You can just look up in the search, see Money Plays. I'm streaming right now, Pokemon Shield. Um... And I was uh, streaming some Overwatch, I'll probably jump back into that soon, in um, Luigi's Mansion, but you know, your boy's Pokemon fan like crazy, so I'm streaming that right now. I'm just doing a lot of grinding right now, I'm on my third badge. Uh, all of my live streams on Twitch, you can find twitch.tv backslash MrJuly4. So my replays of my Twitch videos are shot up to my YouTube channel, C-Money plays. Um, But if you want to catch me live, I'm on twitch.tv backslash MrJuly4. You can find me on there. Usually I'm on there on Mondays. Um, I don't have another set day, but on Mondays you can definitely catch me on there. But again, um, thank you all for watching. Thank you all for listening. And thank you all for commenting. Um, This is your boy C Money. Until the next episode, everybody, peace and love. I'm out.